everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes popular or prestigious streaming series. I'm your host, Jonathan Cologne, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. And Pam Cologne. Hello. Hi, Pam. Hi. We are here to talk about House of the Dragon. Yeah. Episode 5. Ooh, what's it called? It's called We Light the Way. Ooh. And do we? I don't think we did. No. <laughs> Not in this episode. I don't understand that title. Yeah. So much happens in this episode. We get <laughs> more characters to follow. More characters. Although two of them we get introduced to and they're, now they're dead, so we don't yep. have to follow them much longer after this episode's over. But the episode opens with Damon traveling to the Vale to murder his wife. Ooh. Wow. She Ambitious. goes out hunting on her own. Bad idea. Because he comes upon her, spooks her horse, knocks her off, and then kills her with a rock. Yep. So there goes that storyline. Bye. He is no longer tethered to anyone. Nice to meet you. Nice to say goodbye. And she wasn't that bad looking. She was pretty. And she was very like, "Eh." I knew you couldn't finish. Yeah, she was sassy. Like I would have loved to see her as a character. It's a shame that's all we get of her is that she's dead. She's She's dead. dead. She's very dead. Also dead is the one gay character that we know. The new gay character. Yay! Yay. Thanks a lot, Game of Thrones. Thanks, Game of Thrones. You have killed your gays so efficiently. Yes, much like in the original Game of Thrones. This is not Gay of Thrones. Yeah. Well, the at gays least... don't get to survive. They all die. Well, at least we still have one more gay character who is married to Rhaenyra now. Yes. Yep. That's so what we got. Viserys, who is looking quite worse for wear. Yeah, he looks say, bad. He is not doing well. And Rhaenyra travel to the Drift Mark to request, proclaim. I don't exactly understand what it is yeah. that's happening here. It seems like he's going there to ask Corliss and Rhaenys to marry Laenor to Rhaenyra. Yeah, like they really have a choice. So he should just be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. But no, it's not the way it goes down. Mm. They are concerned for his health because he is looking very sickly. He can't stop coughing. And... We got finally a scene between Corliss and Rhaenys in this episode. We have not actually seen them speak to each other at all this entire show. And she's concerned because she thinks there's going to be a challenge to Rhaenyra's accession to the throne. And Corliss is like, oh, no, this is going to fix all our problems. And she's like, well, now that there's a male heir, there's going to be a challenge. And we're putting ourselves, our son and our future grandchildren Mm. in danger. Yeah. And she's absolutely right. She's got a point. Because while this is all going on, Otto Hightower, that master manipulator, is leaving the Red Keep. Allison's like, I don't want to see you go. Well, then I don't know why she came out to watch him leave. Yeah. She could have just sat in her queen room and... <laughs> been queen more. Doing she stuff that... with the royal baby yeah, or whatever it is she's doing. Yeah, she has a new baby or the whatever. The baby is always crying. Yeah, yeah, the baby cries all the time. He tells her that she's going to have to fight Rhaenyra and her son has to be the king. Mm. So he's still doing all that stuff that is yeah. the reason that Viserys took the hand job away from him in the first place. <laughs> I did not say that on purpose. (laughs) The job of the king's first hand? Yes. By any chance is what you meant, Jonathan? I think that's what I meant. Yes, thank you, Max. And the king needs a new hand now because his fingers are all falling off. What's a king without someone to do his hand job? Oh, God. 
the hand job <laughs> has been given <laughs> to Lord Strong, who used to be the master of laws, I think. He's the um, only person that gives Viserys good advice. Yeah. Out of all the people on his council, he's the only one who's not looking to promote himself. However, his son, Laris Strong, who's the guy that's got the weird turned out leg and has to walk with a cane that he's we saw in creep. the Prince's Birthday episode. He is whispering in the queen's ear. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, they gave her that special tea. I would hate for there to be mm. any accusations made against her. That would and be of course, crazy. because Alicent is just a complete idiot, she falls for this kind hook, of. line, and sinker. Yep. But I feel like she was ready for some drama anyways. Alicent is stressed. She's of two minds, I guess. She wants to be Rhaenyra's friend, but also she doesn't want Rhaenyra to be queen. She wants to be the mother of the king. Yeah. So she's got conflicting agendas even within her own mind. Mm. She's against herself and everybody she's else. She's going to be doing something. She's going to be doing something. Yeah. So anyway, turns out that Lenor is, through some very flowery dialogue, revealed that Lenor is a big old homosexual. Yup. And he has a little boyfriend. It's so cute. I'm who's so called mad. the Knight of the Kisses. I can't remember his character's uh, yeah, name. I can't and I tried to look it up, but name. the information's not on the internet yet. But he ends up getting killed by Sir Kristen in the end anyway. Yeah. And Lenor and Rhaenyra have a nice walk on the beach. And they agree to allow each other to do whatever they want. As long as they have children, their marriage contract is satisfied and they don't need to be faithful to each other in the traditional sense. Hmm. They have so an open already, marriage. She already knows yeah. what his proclivities are. And you want to do your own thing? I want to do my own thing. Let's just do it. And she then goes to Sir Kristen on the trip home on the ship and tells him about this arrangement, but he wants her to abandon Westeros and run off to Essos with him so that he can marry her. Yeah. But of course, she's not going to do that because she feels responsible to her father. She feels responsible to the country. And of course, she wants the glory of being the queen of yeah. the Targaryens in the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros. Yeah, she's very ambitious. And I can't believe Sir Christian thought she was going to go for that. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know her very well, clearly. Well, I don't think anybody does. No. She's like an enigma wrapped in a mystery, smothered in secret sauce. She's left Twix. I don't know what that means. She is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. She's not right Twix. She's left Twix. No. So she turns him down, but she tells him that they're free to pursue their relationship such as it has existed up until this point. And he's like, oh, so you want me to be your whore? Ooh. And she just goes, Mike uh, dropped. Yeah, no, but yes, also. <laughs> yeah. She tries to talk him into it, but he's not going for it. And he walks away from her. Yeah. And it was like, oh, princess. snap. She is the princess. And yes, so he was like, I ain't no whore. Yeah. So when they get back to Westeros, they're awaiting the arrival of the Valerians coming across from Driftmark. Alicent calls Sir Kristen to her quarters. And starts to ask him in the most vague, beaten around the bush way possible, if Rhaenyra and Damon actually had sex in the previous episode. Yeah. But she doesn't get around to saying Damon's name. She's just speaking in these vague accusations, kind of like the way that... Otto Hightower was trying yeah. to talk to the king about them in the last episode. She's not coming out right out and saying it. He thinks she's talking about him, him and Rhaenyra. So he goes, yeah, I did it. 
just take me out and kill me. Yep. He was like, please kill me. Don't torture me if you or have mercy. Or geld me. Yeah. So he admits to this thing, which she wasn't even accusing him of in the first place. So there's another wrench yeah. in the machine right there. And she dismisses him. She doesn't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, she doesn't do anything about that. But clearly that's yet. the moment that the switch flips for her because from now on, she's team Aegon, second of his name. Yep. She even disrupts the welcome feast for all the lords and ladies that are here for the wedding. Yeah. In the middle of King Viserys' welcome speech to walk down the center yeah. of the throne room wearing a green dress, which is code in the Hightower family for prepare for battle. Yeah, she came late and left early. She was causing some drama. Well, I don't think she well, no, left. She left the table. She got up from go the table. To talk to her uncle. Yeah, uncle who's the lord of Old Town. Ah. Her father's old brother. That's a cool title. Yeah. I want to be lord of Old Town. Uh, well, we have an Old Town here in Orlando, you know. Oh, so I should go conquer them. Yeah, it's Carney's Paradise. Oh, so I should not go conquer them. <laughs> I guess not. Okay. So Alicent is off of Team Rhaenyra, seemingly forever. Makes sense. And the Valerians arrive. It's all very nice and cordial and hunky-dory. But then guess who shows up? Da-da-da-da! Damon! Damon! Just walks in. <laughs> yeah. No invitation. We don't know how like, he got there. We don't know how he got into the castle. Yeah, just walks in like, hey, you remember how I was banished? Well, I'm back again. Yeah, I think we should start keeping track of how many times he gets <laughs> the banished. Dame, the Damon came back the very next day. He's been banished at least twice. Yeah. Maybe three times? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was twice. Anyway, he shows up and Viserys is like, ugh, this guy again. <laughs> So he has them set a place for him, like at the far end Very of the family of the table. table. And Damon's just sitting there glowering at everyone. Oof. And everybody's watching him because they want to yeah. know what he's going to do. And lo and behold, Lady Lena, mm -hmm. who is now played by an older actress. Yep. <laughs> she's not played by a child anymore. She now looks the same age as the rest of... As everybody else, yeah. yeah. the rest of them. Starts making eyes at him at the table, and then they end up dancing. Ooh. And I think something's going to come of that. Indeed. I think it will. Ooh. And in the middle of all this, the Knight of Kisses, Laenor's paramour, realizes that Sir Kristen Cole is the one that Rhaenyra has the clandestine relationship with because he sees how Kristen is looking at her the whole time. He's not hiding it very well. No, he's not great at this, no. So the Knight of Kisses goes and talks to Laenor and says, oh, look, this is who it is. Now we know her secret and she knows ours. So it's kind of like a mutually assured destruction thing. Yeah. Not that I don't think they ever had to worry about that. No. Because Rhaenyra There was no reason care. to go and talk to him, but... But... It wasn't a good move. He goes over and introduces himself and lays out his entire hand. Which is... Um, it's, it was a very a choice. weird choice. Such a choice. Like, especially in this giant public gathering, like, why would you go over and reveal yourself to this knight of the King's Guard? Dancing ensues, and Lenor and Rhaenyra seem to be having a nice time. They like each other. Yeah. They're just, first of all, they're cousins. Yep. And second of all, neither one of them is interested in the other romantically. No. But they're getting along just fine. But then Damon decides yeah. to come and dance with Rhaenyra, and they're speaking to each other in High Valyrian in the middle of this ball, and she's daring him to take her away. 
I think she's just messing with him because yeah, she, she knows was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's you're like, gonna take me away. So go, go, go off. Just then. do it. Kill the king's guards and freaking yeah. lift me up and drag me out of here. Go, go for it. What but you that doesn't do? happen because no. in the midst of all this, Sir Kristen Cole loses his damn mind yep. and decides to kill the Knight of the Kisses in front of all these people. Yep. Like, what the hell was that about? Oh, God. That, and just he beats such a him reaction. so bad that the guy doesn't even have eyes at the end. Yeah. Beat his face off of his face. Yes. Yep. And Lenor, of course, is beside himself. He gets shoved to the ground. The fight sort of creates a panic amongst the invitees. King Viserys is standing there on top over by where the big table is trying to get them to stop. And then he starts coughing up blood. Yeah. What a fun wedding party. And what it's not even the wedding. wedding. It's just the welcome reception. Yeah. Yeah. And there were supposed to be seven days uh, of tournaments. Tournaments and feasting. Feast. It sounded like yeah. it was going to be fun. I imagine not fun for the people that have to clean up after these folks. But yeah. They all had lots of food and wine and everybody was enjoying themselves until Sir Kristen Cole lost his damn mind. Yep. And then he goes out to the garden by the weirwood tree and prepares to kill himself. Yeah. And then Allison... I don't know why he didn't just kill himself to begin with. <laughs> oh, God. Such a guilty guilt, boy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then Allison walks up and is just like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, but at the same time, there's a montage, shall we say, of Sir Kristen preparing to kill himself. But in the aftermath of this melee that occurred at the welcome reception, apparently King Viserys has decided that Rhaenyra and Lenor need to get married right away. Yeah. They were supposed to not get married until the end of the week, but they get married right there. All the guests are gone. It's just the family. And yeah. the septum marries them. And Queen Alicent is present for this. Yeah. And right as the ceremony finishes, King Viserys collapses. Yeah. As we've known he was about to this entire episode. Because mm -hmm. he looks like he's on death's door. But I guess after that happens, she goes to summon Kristen Cole mm. and stop him from killing himself. Yeah. And also, she is not messing around with the king at all this episode. Yeah, no. All of her devotion to him and <laughs> his well-being and comforting him seems to no longer be any of her concern. To be fair, if you, like, fired my dad, I probably wouldn't be that into you, Jonathan. But I don't know when that would ever happen. First, I'd have to hire your dad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's everything that happens in this episode. There's a lot. I think so. We get a lot of scenes with characters that we haven't seen in a while yeah. or dealt with in a while. Damon pretty much takes a back seat, although he seems to be looming over everything. Yeah, pretty much. And we got to see some new dragons. We did. They didn't do anything. We don't they know were their flying names. Around. But we saw them. We did see them. I, I always love a good shot of a bunch of ships with some dragons flying over. Yeah. There was a lot of ship shots. This yes. one, there were some extended ship looking at sequences. Yes. Lots of time on the seas. Yes. In this episode. And also that lady got killed by a horse. Yeah. Well, by a rock after by getting rock. crushed by her horse. Yep. She seemed done for. She seemed paralyzed, I think. Yeah. She was crushed. By an entire horse, too. That was crazy. Yeah. I what? guess Damon knows how to do some horse murder. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the episode, Pam? I enjoyed it. 
it wasn't like a lot of fighting, but a lot was happening. Mm. It really moved the storyline along. And I was a little surprised at watching the preview that it seems the king is still alive in the next episode. Yeah, but yeah. he looks even worse. Looks like it's several years in the future because we're going to see everybody aged up now. Yeah. And can you imagine what shape he's in? It sounded like, according to some dialogue we heard in the preview, that the next episode is going to take place 10 years Ooh, further down the line. He should not be living a second more. Yeah. It's amazing that after how he was this episode, yeah. that in 10 years he's still alive. And I keep hoping every single scene he's in that he's just going to die because it seems like every scene is his death scene and we're just going to be watching his death scene for so many episodes. Yeah. Well, and we got another scene this episode of him having a conversation with Lord Strong who is, as you'll recall, the new hand. Yes. Got a brand new hand. He got he got Just that. like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Just like Jamie Lannister had a new hand in mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. And they're talking about Viserys' legacy, and he's sort of bemoaning the fact that he won't have songs sung about him because he hasn't fought or conquered or struggled or been attacked or anything. Yeah. And Lord Strong gives him great advice. He's like, well, what would you rather do? Live in peace or have songs written about you after you're dead? Yeah. What this Lord Strong guy, except for the fact that his son is apparently trying to destroy everything. Yeah. He's a Drama good dude. Yeah. I really like everything he says. He always gives good advice. He's not trying to promote himself the way Hightower was. Yeah. He's a good choice for He's a good choice. the new hand. And the original question Viserys asked him was, do you think I'm a good king? And he doesn't say yes and he doesn't say no. No. Yep. That's a good move. The interesting thing about royalty and even just leadership it's not necessarily you're either good or you're bad. Yeah. You can be not a bad leader and still not be a good leader. Yeah, exactly. You can, no, the answer is no, he is not a good king. No, he's a good man, but he's weak. Yeah, he's weak. And he's always his weakness weak. will be exploited after he's gone mm -hmm. by people who are hungry for power. And oh boy, is this kingdom going to be a mess. I mean, it's already a mess, but can you imagine once there's the regime change what this is even going to look like? Yeah, it's going to be crazy because These... you've got the Valerians now yeah. allied with the Targaryens. Mm -hmm. And perhaps Daemon is going to also end up with Lady Lena. Yeah, that might be it thing so you've got all the targaryens married to all the valerians except for allison's children yeah and it's just gonna be civil war it is it's going to be crazy and i'm feeling like i might be getting a gay vibe from damon too at this point Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like there are hints dropped there. So maybe he's going to get with both of the... Oh, Lena and Lenor. Lena and ah. Lenor, the siblings. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, ah. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, where things have happened already in this show, why not that? It's true. What do you think about this episode, Max? What thoughts do you have? You know, it was good. It was very talky, but at least it was dramatic enough to, like, keep you there. Mm-hmm. It was good. I am I'm just not a fan of how they killed their gays. And we said it at the beginning of the episode, but I'll say it again. Why do this? Why continue to do this in every television show ever? Stop introducing gay characters to immediately kill them. Right. Just public service announcement. Just stop doing it. Yes. Just stop it. We're sick of it. We're yeah. sick of it as gay people. It's 2022. Oh my God. Why it's are we time still for doing this? This trope to die. Kill your writers instead of your gays and find ones that can write gay characters. I swear. Mm. I'm mad. It was a good episode, though. It was dramatic and fun. 
The wedding had a lot of tension, but I feel like this show wrote a lot of checks that it didn't quite deliver. Mm. They talk more drama than it is. I think this show, if you had the time to do it, it would be enjoyable if you could binge the entire thing, just sit down and watch it from beginning to end yeah. each season. Because it's kind of like a mini series. Yeah. It's, it's like a very long movie. Mm-hmm. We've spent five episodes now with the younger versions of Allison and Rhaenyra, and we're finally in the next episode. Not to say that we're going to be happy to see these actresses go, because they're really great in the roles. Yeah, they are. But knowing that this was coming, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. That we've been with the young versions, and we're not getting the adult versions who, presumably going forward in the seasons to come, are going to be the characters. Yeah. That we had to wait this long to meet them, and we haven't even met them yet. Yeah, it's kind of insane. I really like Gorlis and Rhaenys. I wish we could spend more time with them. Yeah, Hopefully we'll get to see them more in future episodes. And she was wearing pants. She was wearing pants. I enjoy seeing a woman wearing pants in these things. Yes. Because <laughs> it's very modern, very independent. Mm, yeah. And she seems like that's how she would be. Yeah, that's her style. She yeah. wears and good pants. on him that he doesn't expect her to maintain that stereotype of the medieval yeah. woman. Medieval woman. That's the name of my new band. stereotype me. Well, that's what we think of the episode. Yeah. So now it's time for our favorite segment. My very Max's personal, personal favorite. favorite. The greatest thing that's ever happened to <laughs> podcasting in the history of the universe. Let's hype it up too much. The most quintessential segment you will hear this year. Dear listeners, you have not heard anything until you have heard Pam's, Pam's Fan Service. service. All right, Pam. What service do you have for us fans. this week? First of all, as a look back to the previous episode, Rhaenyra went through the secret passageways. The king that built the Red Keep, which was Magar the Cruel, purposely had a bunch of secret passageways hmm. built into the structure of that building. And there was lots of workers that worked on it. It took them like 30 years or 20 years, something like that. At the end of all the construction, he had a big feast for everybody that knew anything about the construction. Killed them all. Killed them all. Yeah. The lesson here, folks, kill your contractors. Kill your contractors, kill your gays, kill your writers, the end. Yeah. After they build something secret, they have no chance. Hmm. And it's also the same passageways that the Lannisters used to try and escape at the end of Game of Thrones. Oh. Until and they were crushed because were the crushed. Red Keep landed right on top. Oh, Right on top of them. But if you do look back at that episode, you'll notice that on either side of them, there's no crushing. So it looks like they could have just moved a little bit. They uh, just stayed up against the wall. They just stayed where they were. But the reason for that, it was a reshoot. In the original version of that episode, the dragons were blowing fire through all of the Red Keep. Oh, yeah. So they were burnt to a crisp. Ooh. They would have died even if they had moved away from the crushing, from the fire, but they rewrote it so that their brother could recognize who they were and be sad over it. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for this discussion. We are very excited to continue our journey. We are halfway through the season. Oof. Five down, five to go. Yeah. And we will join you next time. And here's Max to say goodbye. 
All right, that's our show. On behalf of my co-hosts and myself, I just want to thank our listeners for joining us each and every week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving those five-star reviews. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at whatdoyoumeanyouveneverseen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to all of our social media. We love engaging with our fans, so please send us an email, DM, or tweet. Goodbye for now, and I am Matt. I'm Jonathan. I'm Pam. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next time. This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Cologne and Max Abelman. Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Cologne, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.